Welcome to Sunshine Graces with Podcast Nun. My name is Sister Ave Clark. I am a Dominican sister from New York. I am happy you can join me today. Hello, everybody. This is Everyday Podcast Today. And today, Sister Ave Clark is interviewing the president of Malloy College, Dr. James Lentini. Good morning, doctor. How are you today? Good morning, sister. How are you? We're doing great. Oh, thank you. Well, I'd like to ask you a few questions today. Is that fine with you? That sounds good to me. All right. I'd like to ask you, tell me a little bit about your educational background. Well, yes. So, going way back, um, I uh, went to Catholic elementary school, Catholic high school in the Detroit area. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and uh, went to Queen of Peace grade school and Bishop Gallagher High School and uh, came from an Italian Catholic family. So, um, you know, we, we were churchgoers, and uh, when I got to college, I uh, went to, to Detroit, downtown Detroit. There's a university called Wayne State University, and um, began there uh, as a music major, and I was, I've been passionate about music my whole life. So, uh, as a music major, I studied uh, classical guitar performance. I've always played in bands in the Detroit area, so I grew up playing pop music and rock and that sort of thing. <laughs> and, uh, also um, did a music composition, so I started to you know, write music for orchestras and chamber ensembles and classical guitar and that sort of thing. So I loved academia and kept going. So I went to Michigan State University for a master's degree in music composition. And growing up in the Midwest and in Michigan, I have to admit, I don't know where this came from, but I had a, a bit of a wanderlust in my head. And for me, it was a pretty far distance to go to California. I went to the University of Southern California for my doctorate in music composition. And uh, that's where I met my wife, Dana, out there. And, uh, um, you know, there's more to that story. But, uh, yeah, I just loved academia and uh, everything about it. I was studying and never wanted to get out of it. So that also led me into going into the professor world. But that's a little bit... In a nutshell, my education. Oh, I'm smiling as I listen to it, especially the part about music. I don't play an instrument, but I love to listen to it. I'd like to ask you, too, I feel that education is a vocation, because in a vocation, you like to do good for people. How do you feel about education as a vocation? Yes, I absolutely agree with that. So it's always great, too, when you are connected to something that you love doing. So I've, I've always felt like the luckiest person in the world because, um, you know, as I mentioned, my passion for music, I was always able to keep that thread um, into everything I've done. So I would have never guessed, for example, uh, being a music major in college and all these things that I would have wanted, wanted to or ever get into administration or any of that kind of work. And the furthest thing from my mind would have been to become a president of a college or university. So, you know, but it, but that music thread stayed with me. So as an educator, when you are able to teach, and I've taught my whole life, even from the early times, teaching guitar lessons to youngsters and that sort of thing, when you're teaching something you love, they see that passion in you. And I think it, it sort of uh, rubs off. I understand that. Well, I love special ed. I taught special ed, so I understand about being dedicated. How did you arrive in New York at Malloy College? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, so I have been other places. Um, I grew up, growing up in the Detroit area, still have an affinity for my home state and town, but 
I had moved, I, I had experiences elsewhere. As I mentioned, I was at the University of Southern California. My first uh, professor job was back in Detroit at Wayne State. I was lucky to go back home. Stayed there for 15 years, and then, you know, I did, uh, again, take some calculated risks in my life, but I, you know, I, I was always looking for a journey as well, so my next position was at uh, in New Jersey, in fact, so I was on the East Coast once before, that was in 2003, I think it was, I was at the College of New Jersey, uh, TCNJ, it's a good school outside of uh, Princeton, Trenton area, and um uh, had also been in Ohio at Miami University in Ohio. My uh, job right before coming to Malloy was at Oakland University in Oakland County, Michigan, a 19,000 student campus with a medical school. So, how did I get here? Um, I actually, you know, I've been I've been doing this for a while in higher education. So I started to get called as provost at Oakland. Um, when you're in that position of provost, the next step typically is president. But not everyone makes that step, but I was starting to get some calls about presidencies and sort of looking into some of them. And I got a, actually, uh, I'll mention his name. I, um, I ran into an old colleague of mine, Bobby Gempasaw, who was the president of St. John's here uh, in New York uh, up until just a, a month or so ago. He was at St. John's for five years as president. He told me at the time, and this is when I was right before the interview, uh, said, hey, you should look into... Uh, this place, Malloy College. It's really a great place, and uh, the president there has been there 20 years and is retiring. So I looked into it and realized uh, Malloy, and I realized that we, I knew it from, uh, it, believe it or not, its musical theater program. Uh, CAP 21 is a program that we have here at Malloy that we have a Manhattan Center. And my son, uh, Noah, graduated from Syracuse in musical theater, but when he was looking at schools, CAP 21 popped up on his list, so we kind of knew people from our neighborhood who came here. So long story short, I, I, when I looked into it, I applied, and, you know, things that connected for me, um, you know, the Catholic mission, I've been at public higher ed my whole life, and it was so refreshing the way I thought to uh, come to a place where I could, re you know, really can express your faith as well as uh, combine that with, with the mission and the um, my, my passion for higher ed. So... Here I am. I interviewed, and uh, they, they, uh, things went well, <laughs> and here I am. Oh, well, we're so glad that you're at Malloy, especially being a Dominican. How do you think education can shape the world community for the better? Well, there are so many answers to that question, I think. Um, I, I think that there, there's a lot of evidence, by the way, uh, that uh, the more education one has, there are great benefits to that person's life. The, the further they go, uh, bachelor's degree, then master's degree, and further than that, the, uh, it has to do with their, their own um, benefits to the individual, for example, are higher salaries with more education. People, believe it or not, there are stats on this, who get more education live longer, because some of that comes to, I think, just being, you know, making better life choices, health choices, and things like that. And people who get more education also give back to their societies at a much higher rate. So, uh, in, not just financially, but in terms of volunteer time and everything else. So, an educated uh, society is going to be a society that gives back to others and those who need more. Um, so those, those are a few things, but I think, you know, higher education in particular, which obviously I'm passionate about, whether it's a public or a private higher ed institution, uh, our mission really is for the public good. We are not just educating our students, but we have so many community programs and 
um, uh, programs that benefit those in society and in our communities, that, that those are just a few of the things that I think are of high value. I think that's wonderful, too, that education teaches us to look outside of ourselves. So that leads to our, my next thought for you. What three qualities do you see in educators that are very positive and life-giving? You know, uh, there's some studies out there about the effect that educators have, whether elementary school, or preschool, or uh, uh, certainly then going on to high school and college. Um, it's not just, so one of the benefits, obviously, is knowledge, of course. I mean, so an educator can provide knowledge and guidance. But it's, it's not just the cognitive um, benefits that a teacher passes on to students. It's, it's that uh, it's the, some of the non-cognitive uh, modeling behavior, being on time, being patient, those kinds of things that are education, but it's education on, on sort of self-discipline and those sorts of things and uh, being able to work toward a goal and achieving it. And then I think also um, another one is we hear this all the time when you talk to alums from any college and say, well, you know, what led to your success? It so often leads back to a professor who said, you know what, you can do this. And that kind of positive reinforcement made a change in their lives. It could be, it, it's, I don't think even people realize how powerful that is sometimes when uh, oftentimes all of us uh, might feel uh, maybe self-doubt, maybe feel we're not really cut out for something. And having that professor tell you, you can do this, um, can make a world of difference. Those are a few thoughts on that question. Well, those are wonderful thoughts, especially when we affirm others and let them know you also can learn a lot, too, to help others. So how would you say one connects what one learns to having a moral compass? Mm -hmm. Well, um, certainly that is something that I think uh, at a Malloy College, for example, that we talk about all the time, that it's not just about the knowledge we, imp we share with each other, but it's how we treat each other that matters. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, actions have consequences. And hopefully positive actions have positive consequences, right? And I think we, uh, there, there's something that um, is a driving force, I think, when, um, when you can connect what you know and the discipline that you have in a certain skill. I know in my own background where, uh, where this makes a difference is the amount of hours it takes to learn something, for example, discipline it takes to be a musician or a, or a doctor or whatever it is. And when you do this in an ethical manner, um, I think you get more positive results. And I think that moral compass comes from realizing that when you treat others well, you also uh, you know, you, you'll get treated well in, in return. And I think that moral compass gets built in the interactions we have with others. Well, I think all the people who teach at Malloy and the people who learn there certainly have a good moral compass. So this leads to a little lighthearted question. Besides music, do you have any hobbies? <laughs> well, other than the obvious, you know, I like to read. Um, I consume a whole lot of information on a daily basis. Um, I've been a lifelong long-distance runner, and um, uh, so that's been a hobby my, my whole life. And I still try to run, although uh, uh, not getting any younger these days. Mm -hmm. I've, I've also uh, taken to doing uh, more indoor workouts and that sort of thing. But I do like to try to stay in shape. 
Good for you. Well, our final thought today is what is it about the Dominican spirit, which Malloy is a Dominican college, that you feel inspires you, not just as an educator, but as a person? Yeah, that's, you know, what attracted me to Malloy, and I didn't, I didn't put this in my earlier answer uh, to a question you, you mentioned. Um, you know, I was so attracted to the Dominican values, the four pillars of uh, study, spirituality, community, and service. And all of those things speak to me, you know. It's, um, you know, there's, there's sort of the reflective study time that as a composer, for example, I've always, you know, there's that individual just using your mind and looking at either a blank piece of paper or nowadays a computer screen, but also the community part and how important that is to not only the local community but the communities around us. Uh, spirituality. You know, I've lived, uh, again, growing up as a Catholic, um, sort of the, your personal relationship with uh, spirituality and God is important to me and, um, and service. And, you know, we, uh, I, I think if in service to others helps, uh, helps, again, all those things we were talking about with our communities and helping other individuals. So those Dominican values uh, really speak to me. Well, I'm so glad you shared that. Well, everybody who is listening today, this is the first time that I've ever interviewed a president from a college. I wonder, Mr. Dr. Lentini, is this the first time you were ever on a Dominican podcast? It is, yes. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but it's absolutely true. Well, you and I have had a wonderful sharing today, and I wish to thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks, same to you.